0: This is Fundraising Radio, and today's a guest speaker with Preethi Padman, investor at Portfolio and the head of platform product marketing at Freshworks. And this episode will mainly talk about impact investing, who are these people, how to reach out to impact investors, and what's the major benefit of working with them versus working with general angels. Um, so Preethi, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on your current role at Freshworks.
1: Thank you, Constantin. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I've been in the U.S. for about 20 years, and uh, uh, I've moved from engineering career to business side. You know, moved into product management, product marketing roles, um, and uh, recently have been in director to VP level roles for marketing and sales. Um, so my career has been in a couple of large organizations, uh, you know, and Cisco and Dell, and uh, in five years ago, I moved into the startup world and, uh, and in, have been in three different companies. At Freshworks, uh, my role is to run product marketing for two areas, the Freshworks platform and the Fresh Collar product. Uh, besides that, as you mentioned, I'm also an angel investor. One is uh, through portfolio, uh, focused on women-run companies. Uh, as well as sv2 which is silicon valley social venture fund which is the impact investment that i'm involved in mm-hmm.
0: got it and we'll go to the impact investing just a little bit later on my first question would be actually why did you decide to move from those big corporations like intel and cisco to the startup world
1: yeah cisco and dell actually and i moved to the my startup bad. world uh, was because uh, You know, I've always been very entrepreneurial, you know, and uh, even within big companies, I've always navigated to projects that were just being formed. And uh, I've been, uh, you know, involved in uh, some new ventures or new initiatives at uh, the companies I worked at. Um, And um, I've really been excited about startups. Uh, I did have to take care of all my, uh, you know, immigration uh, and all the things like green card and everything. Um, And that is when I became a little more flexible and as soon as I could, I took the opportunity to join Nutanix, uh, which was like a a very exciting place, a pre-IPO company, and I was able to help them scale. You can actually in startups see your impact uh, creating uh, like the 10x scale that uh, the VCs and investors talk about. Uh, So you can actually see that happen in, in front of your eyes and that's exciting.
0: Right, that is really, really exciting and that's probably the major, major, major reason for why so many people want to you know, jump into startups. Uh, but when do you start investing in terms of uh, in, in time? When in time do you start investing?
1: Not too long ago, actually. I'm a pretty new investor. I've been in uh, investing in less than two years. Uh, You know, I started in October 2018 with a small investment in Portfolio as part of their uh, Femtech fund, which was focused on uh, businesses that are focused on women's health. Um, And so I invested in that along with several other angels um, in that. And then I also looked at SV2, which is the impact fund, and I invested some money there. That's my initial foray into investing.
0: Mm hmm. Got it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about impact investing now. What is that? What does impact investing mean?
1: So um, long, not too long ago, like they, there were social entrepreneurs uh, who, who came about wherein were people who were focused on making a difference to the society, who focused on generating social and environmental impact. Along with financial return. So impact investors are those that fund into such social entrepreneurial companies and organization, right? And so if SV2, our primary focus is not, I mean, it's, it's still among the top three focus. Uh, don't get me wrong, financial return is important, but we start with the return on learning and social impact into the community. And then financial re- return is the third, right? So, uh, So that is our way of evaluating companies.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. so one of the questions that one of the big questions that I have here is who can qualify as you know if someone who actually makes an impact because you know probably every single company claims that they're trying to make the world a better place you know so how how can you understand if the company is actually uh, literally making the world a better place and having a good impact on it?
1: That's a great question and I can share some insight on how we go about, Uh, looking at it and and also give some examples from other impact investing firms that I have come to know of. Uh, There is something called the Global Goals for Sustainable Development that was created by world leaders. You can check it out at globalgoals.org. And uh, there are about 17 goals that were decided by the leaders as uh, uh, as goals for us to achieve over the next uh, few years. Like you know, by like started in 2015, uh, for the next 10-15 years, what are we going to achieve? Uh, right, eliminating poverty, uh, you know, uh, eliminating hunger, help improving world health, uh, things like that, right? So those are all some very high level goals that we have set as a as, a, as the world together with the leaders. And so as a company, if, if you are making a difference in any of those global goals, then there's a high chance that impact investors will be interested in you.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. And... What stage do you invest in? So both at portfolio and portfolio, and as an angel investor, which stages do you like to invest in?
1: Um, well, so it is pretty much seed stage, you know, um, like um, it, because angel itself is pre-series A, and uh, one thing that I uh, that I've seen, you know, my investments, some of them are pre-revenue, some of them are with revenue. Um, And uh, so I tend to like you know a bit look at the team right and and so obviously we talk a little more about it on what are some of the evaluation factors, but in terms of the stage, it would be like primarily very early stage of the company. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, got it. So now let's take a look at the pitch deck. I mean, let's take a look at how you take a look at the pitch deck. So when you're you know, reviewing the pitch deck that you just got from a founder what are the things that you're looking at as an impact investor
1: um certainly the impact itself is very high uh, you know high in the uh, order of uh, evaluation um especially against some of our key investment uh, areas right like if you see that we have invested in, in education we have invested in environment uh, and several other areas of impact so that would be a huge uh, reason to for us to consider a company um, and uh, the team itself uh, to have a strong team with a track record um, and also the ability to, you know, to deliver and execute. Um, and also with some companies, they have been further along. So in, in the case of you know companies that have, have been able to generate revenues and income, we make sure that it's sound like you know these are you know making sure that the, the financials are really just like you know uh, it it things add up right you know so that to make sure mm-hmm. it's sound um and finally like you know having that differentiation right having that differentiation and market opportunity even in an impact scenario you'd be surpri- i was surprised actually that there are so many companies that are looking at building this type of social impact type of the social impact. And, uh, only when I started impact investing, I just recognized this huge world of companies and investors that I was not aware of before, which was more traditional investing that, you know, that I was looking at.
0: Right. So speaking of traditional investing, how is impact investing mainly different from the regular angel investment for, for, the founder so when the founder is making a decision if they want to go out to angel investors or impact investors what's the major benefit of the impact investor
1: so difference in terms of like how they would founders would benefit from impact investors invest? yep yes um so i think the first first thing i would say in any investor right or any investment that the entrepreneurs are seeking is to make sure that there is a fit, right? It doesn't mean that you go and get investment from this big VC firm or big impact investment fund um, is uh, whether, uh, you know, it's the right fit for the entrepreneur. You need to find a, be it an be impact investment or a traditional, find an investor who will be ready to uh, help you, right? Who will be ready to answer your questions. It needs to be smart money, right? Not just Putting money in there, and the investor does not have any time to guide the entrepreneur. So in my mind, I, I believe that entrepreneurs can seek investors if if impact if their company is producing impact um, and in one of those global goals, then then you know they're very much highly likely to get funds from impact funds versus they may not attract as much funding from traditional VCS who are focused more on financial return as the mm-hmm. number criteria, right? So, so only entrepreneur knows best on what direction that they want to take the company. And so they have to find not just the right investment firm, but the right investor who can then guide them through it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And speaking of finding the investor, how should the founders seek for those impact investing? Where can they find them?
1: Yes. So, there are, interestingly, uh, several ways by which you can find impact investors. Uh, there are traditional impact funds, like, you know, SV2 was started as a impact investment fund uh, by uh, Laurie uh, Orillega Andreessen um, and uh, Mark Andreessen's wife and 20 years over 20 years ago and uh, there are about 200 or so partners that are socially focused that have come together for sv2 right so like that if you if you google uh, you know you find so many other impact funds i have personally come across the miller center uh, across uh, uh, rice fund uh, which are all like uh, bringing together several different uh, um, entrepreneurs and vcs who are impact focused um, I will also say that, uh, you know, there are certain family foundations that are doing impact investing, uh, as you many of mm-hmm. you have heard of uh, Gates Foundation, right? That is a well-known foundation. Uh, and uh, and then, but, but we may not have heard of Omidyar Network, right, which is from the PayPal founder. And so there are several other uh, PR, you know, entrepreneurs and VCs who also have a social side to their investing and so those are different ways by which somebody could look for uh, investment firms and then connect with those uh, you know those companies on linkedin or through events right there are there are impact investment conferences those would be another way by which you can actually meet multiple impact investment companies and get to hear about them
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of conferences, now that everything is basically online, how do you think uh, should founders do the conferencing? So on an actual conference, you know, after the, the actual presentation is over and there is a part of uh, you know, networking where you can actually come up to a speaker and say, like, Hey, really love what you're doing. Here's what I'm doing. Maybe we can you know, work together on this. Uh, how does it work now?
1: It is tough. You know, it is very different from before. Um, it you don't have that immediate connection, um, and uh, um, but I think um, you know right now there is an upcoming uh, impact investment conference, a global one in October. Uh, so that it's online, right? As you mentioned. Uh, so uh, so my suggestion is, you know, this is something I do personally, wherein I just reach out on LinkedIn uh, through once I connect with somebody who's a speaker um even if it's an online conference i drop them a note and i say I, I heard you at this conference i think you were amazing you know i would love to go mm-hmm. further right to have that mm-hmm. personal note right away um and uh, would be a great strategy that has worked for me uh, to connect with people
0: right it actually does work indeed so <laughs> great advice there so we talked a little bit about how founders can find those impact investors how do you as an impact investor find the founder. So how do you source your deals?
1: Yeah, uh, it is through our partners. Um, You know, it's a very closed uh, ecosystem. You know, that's how all investments are to my knowledge, Uh, be traditional or impact, right? Our impact focused partners bring most of the deals. Uh, I have personally introduced a few ideas. I know that several other partners who are way more longer involved in SV2 than me have brought in a lot of deals. Uh, Sometimes we get deals referred by other impact groups. So we recently got uh, an entrepreneur come our way uh, because they were already raising with another impact group and they heard about us, right? So we do get referrals through other impact groups.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a really close community. You're completely right on that. So uh, let's talk about the pandemic now that a lot of investors are just sitting and waiting for, you know, uh things to clear out and mo- many of them don't invest in uh, new companies and just making sure that their portfolio companies stay alive. How is it in impact investing? Are you actually actively deploying capital into new companies or are you more focusing on your current portfolio companies?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so interestingly, the, the dip happened I, I, only in April, May timeframe. Uh, you know, a lot of companies uh, and uh, and funds paw- took a pause to look at their current portfolio companies or portfolio companies and uh, look at uh, what additional help the companies will need and we did the same. Uh, and uh, so we ended up in April and May supporting an existing company that we have called Needs List and we did a grant for them for doing COVID relief. We also invested in a Cnote which is another fund uh, actually, that focus on women and minority owned businesses. So we invested in them. Uh, that was April and May, but in June, we have now turned around this month, we started hearing pitches from social entrepreneurs and July will continue the same way. Uh, so I would call it more like a small blip in the whole year. It has. It's not now, it's become a new normal and everybody I can see is turning back uh, to mm-hmm. regular business as usual.
0: Right, right, that's true, that's true. Things are getting better now. And still some founders do struggle, you know, finding the investors who are actually deploying capital. So what's your advice to them in terms of finding the people who are actually capable of writing a check right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I I actually um, have a couple of things on that. Uh, One is to stay strong and be creative in the fundraising Um, I know some companies uh, that have applied for small business loans, and that has helped them tide through this rough patch. Even if it is less than 100K, it'll be worth getting that small business loans through SBA and other, other ways, PPA type of loans. Um, And uh, another thing is not to give up, right? I recently read this article this week on a company called ECNOC. Uh, It's a a residential platform, right? Not Impact, but a different type of uh, platform. And they raised 20 million, and the CEO was actually suffering from COVID himself during the fundraising process. And I was so inspired to see how he did not give up. He actually did not allow that COVID to get the better of him. Um, So my thought, my whole advice is that, you know, stay strong, find creative ways, and, uh, you know, reach out to if if social entrepreneur, if you're a social entrepreneur, reach out to SP2 and other impact investors.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, that's great advice. And I want to move on, I mean, move back to the topic that we've discussed shortly already, which is the pitch deck we've discussed, what do you like to see on the pitch deck? Now let's talk what you do not like to see on the pitch deck. So were the three major red flags for you?
1: Red flags. Hmm. So I would like to certainly, uh, like uh, you know, in terms of if the financials were not clear, or if if suppose the recent company we're evaluating, um, if the, if there is a ramp up till now, which is like you know uh, gradual and and ex- and expected as how a typically startup was growing. And suddenly, if there's a huge spike uh, without the accurate reason or a plausible reason by which you could actually account for that growth, if it was a spreadsheet spreadsheet exercise, as you would call it, then that is a red flag, right? Because the company has put it put that particular projection in there uh, to, to make to make sure they get an investment. But if it is not something that they can actually deliver on, then that will be a big red flag. Then the other red flag would be in terms of product itself, right? You know, in terms of if the if the uh, I we typically get the right experts in the room to evaluate the product, because not all of us might have experience across all the different areas. Um, so, we tend to also get product experts to come, come and comment on is that technology even possible, uh, you know, is it, uh, it, has, and in fact, if having other companies do the same is actually good, you know, a, a limited number of companies, right, um, is because then you have validation that other people are also in the market and they are actually having success, right, so, but if you're just the only company doing it and, you know, then there's a little more hesitation, uh, you know, whether it's the right investment.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's actually a good point. And I want to move back to the first point that you mentioned, which is financial projections. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So what exactly serves to you as a red flag? I didn't quite catch that.
1: Um, So I was talking about suppose if a company has grown from like you know fifty thousand to hundred thousand to uh, mm-hmm. half million and suddenly the from from now till next year the projection goes to uh one and a half million and three million oh. 10 million so mm-hmm. there is a clear reason why the company that was growing at the rate it was the last three three years uh, and in the next three years is how is it going to be different if there is not clear, uh, you know, then there's, then that's a doubt on the financials, right? Is, uh, is the company just putting in certain numbers on a spreadsheet to get the funding?
0: Right, right. That happens pretty frequently to be honest, but let's talk about the valuation a little bit. So I mentioned that impact investing is a little bit different in terms of, uh, the company evaluation, but how, how do you, uh, actually evaluate the company? So do you just follow the standards like, uh, pre-seed stage is around 1 million valuation, then seed stage is around 3 to 5 million valuation and so forth, or do you have some other metrics?
1: Um. So we actually have very simple uh, metrics in terms of people, you mean for people who can apply to the fund, right? Yes. Yeah, so in fact, we have a, even a document online on our webpage that uh, clearly outlines. We are looking for companies that are raising only up to 4 million uh, you know, it could be seed or even in some cases even Series A uh, level, and um, and so the SV2 itself has a maximum of 100k in investing. Uh, you know, that's the maximum for each company. Uh, we have written checks for 25, 50, etc. Um, and uh, um, in terms of uh, uh, valuation, um, I don't think we have a set criteria on valuation. Um, You know, but in terms of, we certainly require that the company be a US registered company, you know, for us to make an investment. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and a lot of US-based investors do that, so even now during the pandemic, when everyone's doing everything remotely, the legals are still the same, so make sure you're good on that. Um, so, we're moving on to probably the last question of today's episode, which is a call to action. So, what's that one thing that you would like the listener to do as soon as the episode is over?
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, just go to sv2.org uh it's s and v and the number two dot org um, and you can fill out the contact form and mention you heard about us on fundraising radio um, and uh, so you can ask for you know us to apply for a funding round or, or apply to uh, pitch in our next session and if the audience uh, the listener is uh, investor potential investor we welcome you to join us the contribution amounts are you know, start as low as 4 to 6 K and uh, so you can come and become a guest in 1 of our impact investment uh, circles where you can come and listen to some of the pictures and see how, how we actually go about uh, with impact investment.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a decent call to action. So I'll definitely include the link to your website in the description of this episode. So if someone did not hear that go on to the description and click the link there. So we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, Preeti, for telling us about Impact Investing. I think that was a really helpful episode for anyone in this field. So thanks a lot for that and stay safe.
1: Thank you, Konstantin. It was a pleasure.